You are listening to the Testudo Times Podcast Network. Hey guys, and welcome to the latest episode of the Testudo Times Outtakes Podcast. I'm your host, Lila Bromberg, and today I'm joined by a father-son duo who played for Maryland basketball. I'm joined by Ernie and John Graham. What's going on? How are you guys doing? going on how are you doing just fine thank you yeah how are you guys uh doing stuck at home you know with everything going on you guys driving each other crazy yet now it's been great actually it's been a lot better than i would have uh imagined um john's been great he's been working out a lot you know kind of staying uh, in his space and, and, and me and my wife have been kind of uh, using joint space but you know We've been staying home as much as humanly possible. So it's been great. Have you guys been filling the time? Have you been re-watching any old games? Are you watching anything on Netflix? How are you guys feeling uh, some extra free yeah. time? Yeah, definitely. I've uh, been binge-watching all my favorite shows on Netflix. Uh, whenever I get a chance, I catch an old NBA game, old NFL game. You know, I've just been uh, really getting into the archives. So uh, it's been fun, you know, going back just kind of seeing, like, you know, some of the best games from the past, like, 10 years, you know, this past year or whatever. It's just a matter of, like, kind of keeping keeping myself distracted, you know, keeping myself, like, you know, my mind on other things. Right. And before we get into some questions, we at Tissue Times today released a greatest Terp of all time bracket. We were kind of missing the whole bracket going on with March Madness. So it's basically looking at the top 64 players in program history against each other in a March Madness style bracket. And Ernie, we have you in the bracket. In the first round, you're facing uh, fans are voting against you and Alex Len. So, John, why don't you tell the audience why they should vote for your dad and move on to round of 32? Because, by his opinion, all, my dad is the greatest turf of all time. He still holds the single-game scoring record at 44 points in one game without the three-point line. So he didn't have that to help him. And he still managed to put it in 44. Uh all due respect to my man Alex Lynn. Uh, he's a great, he's a fantastic big man, doing well in the NBA. But uh, just looking at, you know, career, career versus career, got to go with my dad. Right, yeah, Ernie, you had that game, forty-four points against NC State in 1978. What do you remember from that game? I remember a little bit of it. Um, I've watched it a couple of times, uh, and. What stood out most to me was that we won the game, you know, because um, that was my goal was not to set a record. I knew any, I didn't know anything about uh, a record, you know, uh, going into the game. But, um, you know, just a crowd, Coldfield House, you know, it, it's just it was amazing. Um, not to say that the Xfinity Center can't compare because it sure can. But uh, Coldfield House was just something special. It really was. Have you been able to watch any highlights or film from that game, John? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I actually, uh, when I was younger, I, we actually had a DVD of the full game. And, um, I got to watch it, you know, start to finish. I believe I was still in high school, actually, when I watched it. And, um, just incredible individual performance. Like, just it's something you wouldn't believe. Like, uh, again, no three-point line. And just uh, he was just absolutely unstoppable in the offensive end. You know, any time I get to watch it or any highlights, you know, I'm, I'm in awe all over again. But this is absolutely amazing. Right. And John, you started your career off at Penn State and, you know, decided to come to Maryland and you ended up taking, you know, wearing your dad's old number. Why was that important for you to, you know, come to Maryland and, you know, wear your dad's number? 
you know, this Maryland's been a uh, you know very special to me from the beginning. It's always been a part of my heart. Uh, so to have the chance to first of all come to Maryland and play basketball for them, and to also wear my father's number, you know, just it absolutely meant the world to me. Uh, just I didn't want to waste a minute, not a second of my time when I did it because I knew that you know after I already done three years, I only had two left, so the time was going to go by fast. And I knew that going in, so I just really wanted to make sure that you know I really enjoyed and just you know treasured every single moment that I had with Maryland. And uh, you know to this day I miss it. You know it was uh, it was so much fun, and just I hope that I did my dad proud. You know wearing his number, representing our family. Yeah, Ernie, what was that like to see to see him take your number? Did you guys like talk about it at all, or how that all go down? Well, we. Uh... We were team 25 going uh, into him playing. Um, he always won number 25, so it was kind of, you know, part of his uh, uh, uniform. Uh, the University of Maryland part was something that when John was um, a little young guy, uh, he said uh, he wanted to wear number 25 and come to Maryland uh, because uh, back then um, there were uh, no pictures of me at uh, the new center. There was uh, no record of me, you know, at Maryland um, in terms of visuals in the new arena, neither the old one. And John said, I'm going to wear number 25. I'm going to go to Maryland. I'm going to break your record. And they're going to hang Graham 25 up there in the rafters. Um, and I just thought that uh, that was just a, a tremendous uh, tribute from my son. Um, and then he worked harder than anybody I've ever known at trying to accomplish that. Um, Mark Turgeon gets a ton of credit because he helped uh, with the transition from, from Penn State to the University of Maryland. The same guy that we're talking about, me playing one-on-one, normally I would say he doesn't stand a chance because uh, you can get all, none of them. That's how I think. That's how I play. But Alex left early to go into the pros, which opened up the number 25 uh, uniform at the university. And John came in the following year. And they also hung my jersey that year as well. So everything, uh, the, the gods were working all around uh, the board for him to do that. And then the last game in Cold Fear House was a red-white scrimmage with his team. And he ran out of that tunnel with number 25 on him. And I, I just got full. I got cheery-eyed. Uh, I thank God. Uh, I've been through a whole lot uh, personally in my life. Um, and, and and to see that just made it all worth it. it really did. What was that moment like for both of you to, you know, have your jersey hung in the rafters and, you know, have him be at the school at the time? Uh, yeah, just um, like you said, you know, I was uh, about eight years old. I looked up in the Raptors, and uh, my only mission that I put together was to get that number up there. You know, I thought that um, I would work as hard as I could to get to Maryland and uh, just wear that number and, uh, again, you know, represent our family well. And um, ironically, one of, my, one of my last games at Penn State, I was, we were playing against Iowa at home, and the night that his jersey was being hung up, I was at the free throw line you know, with a chance to seal the, seal the game against Iowa. So it was a close game. Uh, I believe you know, I believe it was like a two-point game or something like that. So I had two free throws zones to, to ice the game, and I made both of them. And that was the same night that his jersey went up. 
I didn't, I didn't know it actually. So after the game was over, like I got the news that it was up, and I was like, wow, you know, like I, two 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 batches of great news in one night. Like we couldn't ask for anything better. So uh, just again, it means the world to our family. It means absolutely the world to me. Like getting to Maryland was a long term dream that I fulfilled, and that's something that you know no one can ever take away from. And then for for um, a little more about that night, the coach, the assistant coach, Sherman Dillett for Iowa, um, called me on the phone as soon as the game was over and said, your son made every shot he took tonight. Uh, you guys were connected. He, he, he made all of his free throws, which he's never done. All right, all right. He made all of his free throws. <laughs> Which he, you know, his field goals and free throws, he made them all that night. So there was some uh, spiritual connection going on that night that um, just made it even more magical. Um, I found out probably right after the jersey hung up, the phone call came. And um, it was the coach. He used to coach at Maryland when I was uh, in school. So, um, you know, just for him to let me know that that, that quickly was, was, was just a great, uh, even greater feeling. You know, it's just, I guess, to walk in your, in your child's footsteps is um, a greater accomplishment than uh, to be able to uh, do a, a lot of great things yourself. So um, I also want to add to what John was saying earlier uh, about uh, statistics at the University of Maryland. I'm going to be working on um, a video documentary uh, um, of the 31 years that it took to get the jersey up. But I, I want to say to people who may be listening, uh, the year I left the university, I not only had the single game scoring record, but I was in the top five in scoring all time. I was in top five in rebounds all time. I was in the top five in assists all time. I was actually third in assists in the history of the university. And I was also in the top uh, 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 three in steals in the history of the University of Maryland. So, you know, I had one uh, um, game that, that, you know, is for the ages, but I like to to, to uh, say that I was an all-around performer, uh, and I wasn't just a scorer. Um, you know, I, I, I did whatever it took to win. I also started in four different positions on that team, which I'm pretty sure no one else has ever done either. And um, a lot of times people gauge college uh, players by whether they played in the NBA. You know, there were extenuating circumstances that uh, kept me from playing in the league, uh, some uh, uh, my own and, and, and some others. Um, but it does not uh, take away or negate the, the performances and the statistics that I was able to um, accrued in my four years at the university. And I want to ask you each a little bit about, you know, the teams you played on in your time at Maryland before getting your, you know, thoughts on this past season. Because, you know, you both, you know, have a chance to play with some really talented groups. Ernie, you know, you were on a team with Albert King, Buck Williams, Greg Manning, um, Lauren Bo- Lawrence Boston, Mike Davis, and then John, that 2014-15 team. You got to play with Mel Trimble, Jake Lehman, uh, DeMonte Dodd, and Des Wells. So to start off with you, Ernie, I was actually uh, I'm working on a story about fans who have found different uh, Maryland gear while stuck at home and like cleaning out stuff. And so this guy I was talking to was cleaning out his closet and he found a basketball signed by the whole 1979-80 team. Um, and he was just telling me how much, you know, that group meant to him. Um, and you guys were able to, you know, get the ACC regular season 
uh, championship that year. Looking back now, what stands out to you the most about that season? Well, it was, for me personally, it was a transition from uh, starting as shooting guard the year before, 78, 79, um, and then being uh, told that I would have to play power forward the next year. Um, it was challenging because, you know, I wasn't uh, built as a post player. I wasn't as strong as some of the guys, you know, athletically, I wasn't like my son, who's a monster. So I, you know, it was a, a lot of work, uh, but I loved the game so much that I would do, I would play any position to help us uh, to to win. We um, we had a lot of success. We, we you know, we, we were a good group. We were a great group. Actually, uh, you didn't mention um, guys that were, uh, you mentioned uh, Mike Davis. How about Larry Gibson? He was on that team. All right, yeah. Uh, Jojo Hunter was there. Bill Bryant was there. You know, we just had a, a, a almost a professional team in college. Um, practices were probably better than a lot of games. You know, it was very, very competitive. Um, and then we had um, uh, a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, Will Jones, who's no longer with us, Howard White, and uh, Joe Harrington. And so, um, you know, practices were, were, were tremendous. Um, I think that's what led to our success was the competitive practices that we had. Um, a lot of days, uh, uh, the, the uh, sports people, writers, and and uh, cast sportscasters and those of, of that type came to practices to see, um, you know, what we were doing in practice because that's how that's how good it was. I wish they would have filmed some of those practices. I would love to have some of that. But unfortunately, we just have to remember those. Um, and um, I was happy for my uh, two teammates, uh, the first two uh, being Albert King and Buck Williams for going in the first round in the draft um, and having um, solid NBA careers. And um, Lawrence Boston played a couple of years in the pros. Mike Davis got a couple of years in there. So, you know, I played with some guys that, you know, went on to have successful pro careers, and I was happy for those guys. Right. What was it like playing with, you know, those guys, especially Albert King and Buck Williams? Those are two guys we have on uh, our greatest players bracket as well who, you know, you you guys really did have a lot of talent on that team. Well, yeah, it was great because we were all – I mean, we, we, we looked at each other as equals, uh, equal teammates with equal responsibilities. And we all, uh, I felt we were all striving to win uh, basketball games. Um, see, this is a very sensitive place for me because, as I said, a lot of the the people that vote and make these calls about college careers don't look at the statistics and the, the the numbers that support these votes for uh greatest players and, and, and the like um and so you know I, I i will never probably uh compare in that way because i didn't play in the nba um so it's unfortunate i just have to take a back seat uh this is just uh, how it's going to be. I can't change it. Um, what I do is accept it. Um, I'm happy for them, but I, I just know that uh, that's one of the reasons I'm doing my documentary because I want the story to be told in the right way. 
about my life. I don't want to leave here and someone else tell my story. Right. You know, it, it needs to be told. And so um, I'm praying that, uh, you know, it's done in the right spirit because that's what is important to me. I don't want to uh, do anything to offend or insult anyone. I just want to have uh, my story told by myself. Is there anything you want to, you know, tell, you know, the people now kind of about that and what you're working on? Well, it's going to be a lot of footage. It's going to be a lot of uh, uh, information, um, a lot of misinformation that was uh, put in, in the papers and things that were said. Um, but Maryland is a, such a great place now that uh, I had, you know, I had my son go to Maryland. So that lets anyone, any doubters know that all is well with the Graham family in the University of Maryland today. There were things that happened in the past that uh, some things need to be straightened out. Some things need to be left as they were. But, but um, you know, I just want to take my time and do this the right way. And I don't want to say anything uh, before... I have an opportunity to uh, go over it, uh, pray about it, um, and let it be said tastefully and tactfully. So I, I just, you know, I'll wait until the time is right. Right. I mean, and I know personally, I think I've seen you guys at all but a few games. So there's no doubt in my mind that you guys, you know, are still supporting Maryland and all of that. I think I see you guys more than any other alumni at games. And, you know, John, you played on another great team of uh, a 2014-15 team. Do you have a favorite memory from that season? Oh, man, I just, there's countless memories, but, you know, it's, I can't really pick one because we made so many, like, from the beginning. You know, they are, America has looked, looked at this team like, oh, they're, gonna, they're barely going to win 12 games. They might they might get to 15 games because we lost, a lot of guys transferred that, that summer. So uh, we all took that personal. You know, that from like me, does all the seniors like down to the freshmen immediately when they came in, you know, they took it, they took it personal, you know, because we knew that we had a chance to be, do something really special and uh, really shocked the world because, they, again, they didn't expect much out of us. So, and like, so this the amount of work that we put in and how we came together so quickly, you know, the personalities, like everything just meshed like almost immediately as the summer went on. And just as, you know, as they went on, through workouts and everything, through individual workouts, we all just grew more and more confident with each other that we were going to play tough and we were going to play hungry because that, all the doubts, they just fed our hunger and made us like really want to just come out and like show you that, you know, you don't know about us, but you're going to learn. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, we ended up winning the most regular season games in Maryland basketball history. And uh, to do that at a place like Maryland is just like, it's unbelievable. So... No chance I could pick this one memory. This is this countless of them. Is there a game that sticks out to you the most? Uh, I think you really like you know showed the Big Ten that we were here when we went we played at Michigan State for the first time. Now, Michigan State has this uh, a toughness about them. They have a reputation for being like you know tough, you know physical, you know kind of the bully team. And we kind of went in there, you know, took that uh, physicality head on, and uh, to come out of there with a win in East Lansing, uh, definitely not easy. But we pulled it out in overtime in an unbelievable game. Uh, I think that was a game that really stuck out to me. It was like, yeah, like the Big Ten knows we're here now and we're for real. Right, and then they didn't Penn do it State again. stuck out to me. <laughs> oh, yeah, State you had a good game, game against Penn State. Penn State. <laughs> 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 I 
Hey, I want to ask you a question, young lady. Yes. Is there another father and son team ever played at the University of Maryland? I don't know. I was trying to look at that, and I didn't really see much. I know that, you know, you had the McMillan brothers, but in terms of a father-son duo, I wasn't seeing as much, at least, that were, you know, as recognizable. Okay. Um, have you ever seen either of us uh, up on the big screen saying we have Maryland pride? No, I'm, not, I'm actually surprised they have not done that at a game. Imagine that. Imagine that. Who could have more, more pride than the Baltimore guys in the University of Maryland than us? Father and son team wore the same jersey, jersey up in the Raptors. There have been a lot of games I sit there and hoped that they would at least let my son say that because he loves, he absolutely loves the University of Maryland. And that has not happened. And one of the reasons I continue to come is because of my son and how much he loves it. But it does bother me quite a bit that that has not happened. And I actually ask, why not? Why hasn't it happened? Uh, I haven't gotten an answer. Maybe you can. Uh, And that would be great because we do have Maryland pride. We really do. A tremendous amount. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that 2014-15 team too, I mean, we were talking about it this year. It was the first year like that you guys, that Maryland was able to go into Michigan State and beat them since that year. Um, Ernie, do you have a favorite game that you were able to watch of your sons that year? You mentioned Penn State. Yeah, that was a great game. He he, he had 16 points. Uh, and I guess more because he transferred in from Penn State um, and leading up to that game, he didn't play a whole lot. Uh, and for him to have an opportunity to play that much and to, and to uh, contribute as much as he did was one of the proudest moments. As I said, his first time running out with number 25 on was extremely proud. Um, I'm a fierce competitor and I want my son to play. I want him to play well. And this was one of those opportunities where he was able to play. He was able to contribute to the win. Um, he was able to win against the school that, that he transferred from. And, and, and so that, that game sticks out to me um, most uh, in my heart and my mind. And, John, it seems like, you know, since that year and in every year since, you know, the transfer market has gotten bigger and bigger where – you know, especially now Maryland's trying to vie for um, a lot of transfers. What's that experience like, you know, deciding what school you're going to go to next, just dealing with the whole transfer thing? And what do you think of how much bigger that's now gotten in college basketball? Um, it's definitely different now, uh, especially with the uh, fifth-year guys. I think a lot of fifth-year guys are um, you really using that, you know, to kind of like find like the best possible basketball situation for them, which, which is which is perfectly fine to me. Like, you know, you want to, like, finish your career out as best you can because you only get five years of college basketball if you're lucky. Um, so I feel like, you know, it's definitely changed since I did. Um, it's definitely not an easy decision, you know, leaving a school where you really build so many relationships and uh, memories there. You know, it's not easy just to you know, you just leave that behind. You know, you definitely got it. It takes a lot of thought. And um, not just from a basketball standpoint, but from a personal standpoint. You know, you're changing your location. You know, you're changing you know, your family's going to be you know, looking for you at a different location. So I think a lot of thought goes into it, definitely. And um, like I said, it's definitely changed, like, from, from the time I, I, I transferred. And it's really helped a lot of teams, you know, I think. Yeah, Maryland definitely uh, 
they'll be looking to hear today about if they can get Jordan Bruner. And definitely, we were joking the other day that they could really use you on this next year's team coming up. They desperately need a <laughs> big man down low. <laughs> hey, I would, I would absolutely love that. If I could get one more year, trust me, I'd, I'd run through a wall for the coast surgeon and that's it. Right, and, uh, you know, you guys are both frequently at Maryland basketball games. What did you think just of watching the team this year? Yeah. Well, I, I, I like this team a lot. I think they had the kind of uh, character that going into the tournament were going to be a fierce, competitive team. Um, they showed when they're down, they've shown that, you know, they don't crumble under pressure. Um, they won close games. They've been down as much as 16, 18 points and come back, and they won. Um, you know, watching another Baltimore number 25 just feels great. Uh, old Sticks has is, is, is gotten to be a, a very good uh, a pro prospect, which feels great. Um, and uh, Daryl stepped into his manhood, I think, this year. He took over defensively for this team and became a captain on the defensive end and held everybody accountable, took the uh, the, the, the um, assignment to play the best player no matter what position they play um, and gave them that toughness that you were saying that, uh, you know, they may lack with, uh, the, with regard to the interior. But Darrell gave them that toughness. Uh, he he would have played the center on defense if it was necessary to win. So it was just great watching um, the, the, the young guys uh, developing, not just the Baltimore guys, but the team in general. Um, you know, people always uh, uh, criticizing Coach uh, Turgeon. I, I, I really don't like it. I think he's one of the nicest uh, coaches out uh, I've ever met in, in all of my life. Uh, he's a he's just a, a tremendous person, and um, and I'm, I'm grateful that they they're winning so that he can keep his job because I like seeing him over there. He's, he's a friend. Um, and, um, and he's just a great guy. Um, in fact, when they won, uh, their share of the big 10, he asked John to come up and cut a piece of the net. That's just the type of guy he is. Um, and I, I saw my son's face light up and I know how much that meant to him and for coach to uh, think of him at a time like that, he could have been selfish and, and, and just said, no, my team, my team, my guys now. But he didn't do that. You know, he, he, he gave my son a piece of the net, which is great. And we got it sitting in here right now. Matter of fact, I'm going to go get it while you talk to John. Yeah, John, what was that moment like for you? I mean, I know, you know, especially as someone who runs a site covering Maryland sports, you know, Turgeon sometimes gets a lot of, you know, criticism. A lot of times it's a bit much and stuff like that. So what was that like <laughs> in that moment to, you know, see him finally be able to get that and then to have a part in getting the cut down the net? Man, it's just a uh, well-deserved, well-earned, and I just, I, I, for me personally, you can call me biased. I don't understand what the criticism was about with, with Coach. I mean, uh, you're winning games in the toughest league in college basketball, the Big Ten. There, there's no bad team in there. Even Northwestern, like, the record was what it was, but you saw, if you watched Northwestern play, like, a lot of teams had a tough time with them. Like, they were just one of those teams that, like, they're going to fight, and they're going to, like, you know, scrap to the very end. So the league from top to bottom is just absolutely just incredible competition. So many great players. And so um, you, you saw them this year. Like, those guys just they fought back every single game whenever they got down. They were never out of it. And, um, 
you know, I'm not picking up where, where my, my dad left off, you know, talking about Darren Morsell, just um, the, the, the individual defender that he's become this year is just, you know, it brought them energy, it brought them toughness. To see uh, Anthony Cowan Jr. mature into this great leader that he's become, you know, leading his guys, you know, he really has matured in that role. And um, it came full circle this year. I thought he played, played excellent basketball, you know, set guys up and, you know, score when necessary. You know, you know, Jalen Smith has turned into a pro prospect. You know, he got bigger, stronger in the offseason. And, you know, this year it showed. So, I mean, you can, you can go down the line. You know, Aaron Wiggins, you know, just yeah, I'm the microwave. I, 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 look, I think of him as because when he gets hot, man, like it's really, it's really tough to stop him. And, uh, you know, Ayala, just the team that they, they've become and, like, you know, getting all the way to winning. A, they brought a championship back to college party. They brought, you know, a conference championship. And that's special. You know, just unfortunate circumstances, you know, we couldn't see how far they would go in March Madness. Um, I had a feeling they would they would go pretty really far. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but we will always remember this team as like, you know, bringing that first Big Ten championship to Maryland. And uh, getting to the net, uh, Coach Serge is never going to know how much that meant to me. Like, he'll never know. Uh, I, my face, like, you know, lit up. I almost got teary out a little bit because I was like, wow, like, I never got to do this. I mean, as great as we were, you know, we, had, we, we came up short as far as getting the Big Ten title because, uh, you know, we came up short versus a really good Wisconsin team that ended up going to the Final Four that year, and uh, there was just no catching them in the league. We actually beat them that year, and they, and they still had, like, a two-game lead on us. Cause, like, that's just that was such a good game, that Wisconsin game. Oh, I still remember that one. Yeah, that was, that was you awesome. Know, yeah, how old are you? You know all this basketball history. <laughs> how old am I? Yes. I'm 21, I'm but... Christmas, you got a lot of information in there. <laughs> your, 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 your little bit of years. That's that's terrific. Doing a great job. Too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, but just that that team that team Wisconsin had was just amazing. They had Sam Decker, Frank Kaminsky, Nigel Hayes, like just a bunch 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 of like really good players. And um, we defended our home against them. It was again a tough game as we expected, but uh, it was just crazy how good they were because after we beat them, we thought we had a chance to catch them, but just we saw the standings. And they just had like sort of big lead on, on on the Big Ten that year, so it was just it was tough to catch them. But getting a chance to cut the nets down at Maryland it was just like, again, Coach Service is not going to know how much that meant to me, man. Like I, I that's another memory that, that I always cherish for the rest of my life. Right, and I guess I'll end on asking you both. I mean, what was your reaction when the season ended, and just seeing the whole sports world come to a whole, you know, like it like it has? Sweet and sour. The sweet thing is. Maryland ended on a note with the net. They won a part of the Big Ten Championship. So that's the sweet part. And then the sour part is not knowing how far they would have gone in the tournament. Um, I was looking forward. I love watching college basketball. I'm sure that most people would probably say the same thing. Um, But having played at some point and having a son that played not long ago keeps it fresh in my heart and in my mind. Um, so I was so looking forward to it. Um, so, um, you know, just not having it, it's just a big, uh, big loss. I'm sure the guys that are like Anthony Cowan, a senior, um, I'm sure it's not a way that he wanted to end his career, but if he can look at the fact that, uh, he got the championship for his last game. Um, you can't, you know, you can't do it any better than that if you have to. So that's my take. 
Yeah, you know, I just feel absolutely terrible for the seniors across college basketball. Um, this is just, this is one of those times where, like, uh, it's rare. You know, something like this does not come around every day or every year or every every lifetime for that matter. Uh, but just, it's hard It's hard to kind of fathom still, you know, like just that it's going to be no basketball, no March Madness, no selection show. Like it's just, all of that just has become ritual for all of us. You know, uh, even as a player, you know, just like getting excited for a selection show, even though you know you're going to be in the tournament, you know, it's still that excitement. It's like, you know, where am I going to end up? You know, what? What, what, who's going to be in our, in our region? Just there's so many, and the storylines this year. There was so many good college basketball teams this year that there was no favorite. You know, the, the field was just as wide open as you could possibly get, and it was just so exciting just to see like you know who's going to, who's going to really like you know to grab 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 by the horns and take the national championship because there were no favorites. You know, I think a lot of a lot of college basketball experts love Kansas. You know, they were having a spectacular year. But a lot of teams were, especially in the Big Ten. We, I think we had projected probably nine or ten teams getting into the tournament this year. That's that's nuts. So for me, it was like it's just really unfortunate that we won't get to see how that how that played out. But you know, it makes you cherish you know just just what a great season this was this past year, and just um, cherish sports as a whole. And um, when we get when we get it back, I think I think we're going to appreciate it a whole lot more once, once we do that sports. Well, thank you guys you both. Know Real quick, I want to say okay. I was a sports analyst for Comcast Sportsnet when Maryland won the championship, okay? This year, with the field open like it is, reminds me a lot of the year we won the national championship. And on that note, thank you very much for having us. And the Graham family has tremendous Maryland pride. Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. Guys, make sure to vote. Uh, in our player bracket and, you know, vote Ernie on to the next round. Thank you guys so much for joining. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it.